Oh, good. We're going chasing. Hello, dear, and welcome to... We're going chasing. Hello, no. and welcome to... We're going chasing. Now, we have a lot on the agenda, lads, so we'll cut the chase and get straight down to the business. Oh, and welcome to the latest episode of We're Going Chasing. It's Christmas time, Killian. Uh, time to go through Christmas racing. We're going to keep it short enough and to the point. Um, we're going to have two podcasts now, both released uh, within the next few hours, really. Uh, the first will be uh, on the 26th, which is this podcast, and there will be a podcast uh, solely for the 27th as well, uh, which is going to be available very shortly. So if you've enjoyed listening to this, uh, make sure to uh, hear our thoughts uh, on racing on the 27th. One other small bit of housekeeping. Uh, we've got two flexi tickets for Leopardstown racing to give away. They can be used uh, anytime over the next uh, four days of racing there, the 26th to the 29th. If you comment uh, Leopardstown underneath this video, uh, we'll pick one lucky winner randomly um, for those two flexi tickets. And the winner will be announced at 10 a.m. on St. Stephen's Day. Uh, so just comment Leopardstown um, under, underneath this video and we'll reply to the comment and say you're the lucky winner and then just get in touch with us so we can email you uh, the ticket. Yeah, you can um, message James on Facebook and he'll, he'll reply to it. I think Killian was out last night if you don't know about the head on him. He's uh, <laughs> he's still drunk talking about Facebook. He's got this thing when he's <laughs> when he's out and he's just too many drinks he starts posting random photos to Facebook. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how he got into the habit. <laughs> Jimmy Sline. Like, nobody uses yeah. Facebook anymore. Like so, it's uh... they do. Jimmy Sline uses it. <laughs> <You're an idiot. laughs> no one knows that is, but yeah, so, some people will know. Uh, right, look, we'll we'll get straight into it, Killian. Yeah. Um, we're going to focus mainly on Irish racing, but we'll also be looking definitely at the uh, English racing as well because uh, there is very good racing at both sides of the Irish Sea. At 10 past one uh, at Leopardstown, Killian, we have our first graded race in Ireland um, on the 26th. Uh, we've got the juvenile hurdle. Mighty Bandit is 11 to 10. Carges is 4 to 1. And then you've got Nurburging and Calaconte, who both ran against each other um, only a couple of weeks ago, actually, it was um, at Fairy House. And that day, Calaconte was bet by half a length but was given £3 to no barging. So it's not um, outside the range of possibility that that form could be turned around. And indeed, the market is saying otherwise. The market uh, has no barging uh, shorter than the two. Uh, one that I thought was interesting there is Carges, uh, running under a small bit of a penalty uh, for Willie Mullins and Kenny Alexander. Uh, has had three runs all in France and won a grade three as well. Um, so this is a first run in Ireland for Willie Mullins and at four to one, um, you know, with these, uh, juvenile hurdlers, we often only see the best horses coming out around now, around this time of year. So at that price, uh, considering what she achieved in France, um, I'd be quite keen to take on the favorite with her. What do you think, Killian? Uh, yeah, um, I, I think she, she she's she's obviously I wouldn't be an expert in French form, but she was um, she she was looks a really good horse um on, on all that form, and obviously Willie is is exceptional with juveniles, especially especially fillies. Um, Mighty Bandit was unreal impressive when he won his maiden hurdle. Um, I think he's he's the right favorite. Um, 
And I, I think on jockey bookings, he he'd pick Jack had to pick Gardens too, and he's he's gone with Mighty Bandit over Calaconte. Um, yeah, she was four pounds wrong against Nuremberging, and she she's getting she's getting ten pounds now. So she's she was only getting three last day, so that's a seven pound swing. She definitely beats him. Um, I think she's a very good each way bet as well. Um, and like even on the form of, of that that race in in Fairy House, I'd say I don't think there's a huge there shouldn't be the big price discrepancy between her and Mighty Bandit. Um, I know it's it's Jack obviously knows more than me, and he's he picked Mighty Bandit, but I I I say she's. She's a very good each way price there at eight to one. I, I wouldn't say she'd be out of the first three, and hopefully she won't have to make her own run in this time. Um, because I think getting the lead off someone will definitely help her as well. Mm. Yeah, there definitely is good options. Um, you know, to, to take on that favorite with absolutely. Um, but I I'd I'd stick with with Cargas. Uh, to be honest with you, we've got a Grade One then at twenty past two. Uh, the race and post novice Chase Facile Vega uh, will go off an extremely short price for this, um, and uh, obviously should win by ten lengths plus. Uh, so there's no point really spending too much time talking about a Killian. If you were to pick one to to chase Facile Vega home, who would it be? Uh, Mazi. You reckon? Yeah, I'd say if I don't know, found a fifty going back to two miles, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be for that to be honest. Um, what about Sharjah? No, stop. Sharjah, Sharjah no. will, Sharjah will be the one to chase Fasal Vega home. He's the outsider of the four in the betting too. <laughs> Don't be making faces. This shit again. <laughs> I can't <laughs> like it. I'm no, Mas- he will. He'll Mas- get that. He'll that that nice ground at Lippers and will suit him down, uh, down to the ground literally. Uh, the ground wouldn't have suited him at all the last day. Um, I'd be surprised if he doesn't chase him home, and he's the outsider of the four. Uh, yeah, that would be a nice uh, and he'd be he'd be he'd be ridden to come second too yeah yeah Patrick would um, be riding to come second exactly uh, so that would be my forecast there Um, we've got other nice races at Leopardstown really like you look at that 12.35 Killian that's an unbelievable maiden hurdle yeah it's it's good a maiden hurdle as, as I've seen a long time like you've you have some really good horses there the Helvick Dream group one winner on the flat I know he wasn't hectic on his Hurdles debut, Icare Desabo is a good bumper winner for Willie. James at Gate, who's now with Martin Brazel for the Mulrines, he's he 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 was a very good bumper horse. And King Kingsfield back into a maiden after coming second in the Royal Bond, probably thought he'd um he'd probably find an easier race than what he's landed in. And then the Supreme Novices winner, Mirazor West. Mm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's absolutely unreal. Um so yeah, I I think it, that that's nearly the race I'm looking forward to most in Leopardstown on uh, <laughs> on Stevens's day. To be honest, uh, I think it's going to be an absolute cracker. Yeah, yeah, it it sure will. Um, looking at the one forty five, then we've a novice handicap hurdle. Um, and there's one I quite like here is Clanshear River. Uh, for Eddie and Patrick Harty, or Eddie and uh, Patrick Harty, correct? Um, if you look back at its form last year. The first two maiden, he's he had three runs in maiden hurdles, and then he had one run in the handicap hurdle. Now I did like him that day in the handicap hurdle too, so there is a bit of a disclaimer there. But uh, those two first runs in maiden hurdles, like you're looking at him, and he was bet uh, about four or five lengths by Nookie Johnson, who's rated 132. The big Dian was there that day too, rated 135. 
Hunter's Yarn was in between them as well. Hunter's Yarn now 142 rated horse. Then if you look at the second maiden hurdle that he ran in uh, at Leopardstown on the same day last year, uh, he was third behind Dark Raven, who was 145 rated, and Dark Bravo, who was 42 rated. So there's a lot of horses there in the mid-130s, low-140s. And Clonshire River is only rated 118. Um, now, he was bet uh, considerably well by 13 lengths uh, in that second maiden hurdle, but he was only bet four or five in the first. Uh, his third run then uh, last year um, in open company with or in uh, before he went into handicaps was in a novice hurdle and he was bet out the gate. But I just think when you're looking back at those two runs and the fact that he's only rated 115 now, there's got to be some wriggle room in that rating. Like, you know, it, it just doesn't really add up. Uh, and I think he'll be a big enough price. And, uh, you know, he's just one that I, I definitely <laughs> be looking at each way, to be honest. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Uh, I, I've won in this race too. It's uh, my gaffer for John Ryan. Um, I think if you look, go back and look at look at his best form, it's came on on sort of nicer surfaces. Um, Like he was beaten 12 lengths by Sander Clegane and that... Hurdle race in Punchestown at the festival last year, the the auction final, um, and then he he won won a Limerick maiden hurdle. Then after that, on on good ground in May, um, there there is probably two of his some of his best performances really, and like he's ran reasonably all right there the last day in a listed handicap in Ferry House and just sort of blew up towards the end, but he was beaten fifteen lengths. Um, he's been dropped, dropped three pounds for that. Uh, Liam Quinlan is back on board again then. Um and yeah, I'd say, like I just uh, I I look back at some of his bumper form and like thinking this guy should be a good bit better than one hundred and sixteen and like he's lightly raced as John Ryan horses go. Um, like he's been his hurdles. His debut on the track was August twenty twenty two, and he's only had eleven runs. Like John Ryan could have had a horse make his debut in August twenty twenty three, and he'd have eleven runs by now. Like you know, yeah. So I think there is something up my gaffer's sleeve. Um, but. I just don't know. I think it'll come on, on that nicer surface. I think we're going to get that in the 26th in Leopardstown. Mm. Yeah, and uh, the one thing I just even going back to, to my one there, like that handicap hurdle that he ran in at Punchestown was a, a nice bit hotter than this. Um, Looking back on it, just even ratings-wise and that, this is a step down in class for him, um, you know, and uh, yeah, I, I, I just do like him. Moving, moving on to Kempton, then Killian. Um, we've got the 120, the Cotto Star Novices Chase. We've got Ile Francais at the top of the market coming over uh, from France for Noel George and Amanda Zetterholm. Uh, and that Hermes Allen is also very close to the top of the betting. Um, where would your eye be drawn to in this race? Um, it's, Jesus, it's trappy enough between the top three, I'd say. Uh, the winner is going to come from one of them, obviously. But um, I, I nearly chanced the French horse. Uh, like he's he's only a five year old. Um, he's rated one hundred and fifty one, same rating as Hermes Allen. But like I don't know Hermes Allen. He's sort of yeah, like I think he's very good on chase and debut. But he beat anything really. So I don't know. I I think your man is was was exceptional in, in his two runs in in a toy. So um, he's never actually really raced outside of a toy in his last like seven or eight runs. But um. Yeah, I think you have to sort of respect these French horses coming over, especially Noel George as well. Like, he's basically training in the father, Tom. So, um, 
like I think he he's in James Revley is supposed to be he's an exceptional rider too, so that'll suit. But um, yeah, I I chance Le France. He's in your tent to follow, isn't he? He is in my tent to follow. He is indeed. But uh, I take him on here to be honest with Hermes Allen. I've been waiting a long time uh, for Hermes Allen to be stepped up to three miles. Uh, I firmly believe that that's his game. Even when you go back and you look at Newbury that race, he won it impressively, but he was very weak in the betting prior to that. Um, Paul Nichols wasn't speaking too confidently on him, saying that he might win, sort of, but whatever he did, he'd improve a lot from. Uh, and I don't know, I, I was just very taken by that performance that day. Uh, for people that were there that day, I think the common theme was that he didn't even look the fittest horse in the world. Uh, so I would expect him to come on leaps and bounds for that. I'd expect him to come on leaps and bounds for stepping up to three miles. Um, and to be honest, I'd expect him to win here and win nicely. Uh, he'd be he'd be my one pick, I'd say, for the 26th. If I had a, a gun to my head and I had to pick one horse, uh, that's who I'd be going with, Hermes Allen. Who won them? Um, that's besides the point. Fargy may or may not. Uh, <laughs> no, he definitely won them. He does, he does, yeah, but that's besides the point. Like that's nothing to do with, um, you know, he was uh he was a very good horse last year. Things just didn't work out from towards the end of the year, but prior to that, he had shown very nice form, uh, did everything very nicely, and uh, three miles is going to see him uh to to best effect now. I would imagine. We've got the Grade One Christmas hurdle then, uh, Killian, a bit of a non-event, but uh, great to see such a, a superstar in Constitution Hill back on the track. Yeah, great. Looking really looking forward to it a lot now. Um, hopefully he absolutely dismantles them. Yeah, um, and he should dismantle them. Like he's rated about twenty pound, thirty pounds higher than them. Like, what's it, twenty six pounds above? Uh, the next mm. in the betting, who's actually an ice horse as well. But um, no, it's it's a it's a complete non event. Yeah, you'll have a nice each way bet. No. <laughs> uh, the no. two thirty then at Kempton, we've got the King George. Alaho towards the top of the betting, Braveman's Game, Shishkin, The Real Whacker, uh, Royal Pagai and Jerry Colomb, obviously both not going, Hewick and Frodan also there, Killian. Um, I know you were keen to take on Alaho after you saw his performance in Clamel, uh, in the Clamel Oil, you were thinking that that run would just take a lot out of him after being off the track uh, for 560 days, I think it was, um, you know, just on that ground, you thought it could knock him back quite a bit. Are you taking him on here? Yeah, yeah. I think this is this is savage. This race, like, th- think about like <laughs> everything in it. Wants wants to go forward. Alaho, brave man's game. The whacker, Hewick, Frodon, Bear Shishkin, who mightn't even jump off like. But the the other five all sort of want to go forward, and it's it's going to be fascinating. Like this is going to be end to end gallop. Like Shishkin, if he jumps off, is going to be. He'll be fucking, um, he's going to be outpaced down the back. Lads, we're talking about Jerry Colomb getting outpaced in the King George. Don't mind that. Shishkin's even slower, I'd say. And uh, he's going to be absolutely, he's going to be under tremendous pressure. Like, like Frodon, maybe three years ago, might have been able to go this gallop. They'll drop Frodon straight away. I think the blogger has, Frodon, has given 500 to 1 on Frodon, I saw on Twitter. Um, his, <laughs> his, his, his Twitter team must have fucked up there or something, putting up the prices. Uh I'd say I have a few quid on the Whacker and Hewick on the exchange win only, I'd say. Um, Will you, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely taking on Alaho. Like, I I just think that that ground was a, it was, it was a disgrace, really, uh, in Clomel, Like, And it's not the first time you'll see bottomless in Clomel. And 
like no, I'd say knocked the shite of him. He came home drunk, like yeah. Um, and off, off, I know he's had a nice break since then, but uh, like when was that? About six weeks ago. Mm. Um, what date was it? The ninth of November, so seven weeks ago. But like I don't know, I'd say for a horse was off the track so long, I'd say it knocked the shite out of him. And yeah, you can't trust Brave Man's game after losing to Royal Pigai. Um, in 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 the in the Haydock, and yeah. I think he's potentially left. He left the King George behind him in Haydock, and um, yeah. he shouldn't have ran there. Uh, if yeah. he didn't run there, I'd really fancy a brave man's game, but yeah, can't trust him. So I I chance the other two and Gavin Sheehan. We were talking about him here about being in form, like and like he's riding two huge huge winners in handicaps there. And be I'd like I'd love to see Gavin Sheehan win the King George. Like imagine Shark won the King George. It'd be, it'd unbelievable. be unbelievable. Like you'd nearly book flights to Kimpton like yeah, 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 some yeah. crack over there. It'd be unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I I loved yeah. I'd love to see Huey Quinn. Yeah, yeah. And I'd agree with you. I'd love to see him win too. I think it's a it's a funny race for betting in that like it's wide open and you've question marks over everyone really. You've you've mentioned Aloho Braveman's game. I couldn't be in more agreement with you. Um, you couldn't back him really not after what we've seen this year he's been too disappointing and he doesn't seem to take his racing that well either uh, Shishkin you know so many question marks over him or even aside from the fact if he runs or not um, you know Nicky Henderson was very keen to to get a good run into him uh, which he didn't really um, you know so he didn't at all I, sure. uh, sorry he didn't get a run into him at all sure. no exactly yeah, yeah. Um, you know the real whacker he had a savage way to love around Paddy Power. Yeah. But the one thing about Hewick is that this has been well and truly his target all year. Mm. Uh, you know, this has always been the plan. So if we got a big run out of him, uh, that would be great. It's going to be nice ground as well. Mm. That That's crucial to Hewick there. Like, And lads have to remember, Hewick was running a race in the Gold Cup. Now, he got a bit tired. I just think that maybe the... The, the class of the gold cup and, and just the extra extra distance maybe caught up with him but jeez he was running a fucking monster race in the gold yeah. cup uh, when he yeah. came down like he probably would have been he'd, he'd have been in front of protector at like you know he'd have been fourth or fifth probably um mm. he'd have been he'd probably, yeah he'd have probably battled away there with 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 conflated noble yates for a third and fourth and yeah. um that would have been a huge run like and yeah. as shark said it Three miles I, him again. Yeah, and like Shark, I, Shark said it, and I, I agree with him hundred percent. He said, he said all these horses have had problems and those question marks, and he goes, his lad is the only one that really hasn't because he hasn't ran. Yeah, because they've been waiting for this. Yeah, um, spot on. So I think I think Hewick uh, could really run a big race, and like he hasn't got an awful lot to find on Brave Man's Game and Shishkin. He's a bit to find in Alaho on ratings, but I'm I'm running I'm going on Alaho on the assumption that he's not the same horse. He's not a one seventy six horse anymore. Um, and the fact that Clamel would have would have knocked him knocked a fair bit out of him, I think. Yeah. Right, Killian, we'll move on to Limerick. The 133, we've got the lines of Limerick, Jaguar, Land Rover, Novice, Hurdle, a grade two over two miles seven. Um, It's always a testing, a very testing two miles seven. I see the official going is only soft down there, which is unusual. That's a lie. It's usually, usually bottomless. But Search for Glory is at the top of the, the betting and stellar story. Uh, is second a seven to one search for glory i thought was uh, very impressive the last day in cork winning a, a similar sort of stamina test uh beating solitary man by three lengths and just the manner that he sort of pulled away from them that day i thought was quite taken and i would think that he'd take all the beating here yeah i i, I probably agree with you um and it looks like on jockey bookings he's the he's the garden number one 
there with, with Sam Ewing taking him and Donna Myler brought in for stellar story. Um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd probably be inclined to agree with you. I think Henry's horse, um, Ben Peranza, was, I'd say, maybe, I don't know, will the real bottomless stuff suit her? Maybe she might, uh, I think she probably would like the bottomless, I suppose, but um, she the form of her race in Tremor wasn't isn't nothing hectic at all like but um I, I think the step up and trip will probably suit her because took her a long time to get going and Tremor's a real tight track as well but she might be a small bit overpriced at around nine to one but um yeah I probably agree with you on search for glory he's just that second season novice the bit of experience behind him it's gonna it's gonna take a lot of win in this race and he seems to have found the winning formula this year anyway mm, yeah hardened hardened up that bit. Was there anything else at Limerick that uh that caught your eye? Yeah, there was. Um, so in the the two oh eight, uh, Sarah Barra, is actually sort of that form tying in with Search for Glory from mm. the Stairs Hurdle Race in Cork, and like she ran a scandalous race uh, at sixty six to one, uh, and she only got four pounds for beating set beating seven lengths in in that race by Search for Glory, who's a one thirty two horse. So you'd have to imagine her going back in against her own sex in a mare's handicap. Um, that she's gonna be hard beaten to be honest, uh, there, and like I don't think the step down and trip will be any problem. Like the ground is going to be, and uh, make it a, a stamina sapping. You'd have stamina sapping two mile races, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I just think maybe a mark of one hundred and fourteen, just based on on that piece of form, and also like she she ran a really good race behind uh behind Will Do in a novice hurdle as well in um in Thurless before that, so. I think, yeah, I'd say that, excuse me, that Mark is probably underestimating her a small bit. And like, she's, she's very experienced. She had four runs and point to points, plenty of runs over hurdles and, and, and improved with, with every run really. And then she ran a chase race up in Ballinrobe and got, got well beat. But um, I'd, I'd say, I'd say 114 is well within her, her reach anyway. And mm. she, 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 I think she should win this. Um, okay. Um- Okay, Killian, that wraps up Limerick, and we'll briefly look at Down Royal then. Um, a few nice races, a few nice horses entered here and there. I think you like something in the first in the maiden hurdle. Yeah, he's going to be no price. Uh, Mossy Finn Park in the two and a half mile uh, maiden there. Darrow Keith's gone up to Down Royal instead of riding in the graded race in Limerick. Uh, he's beaten six lengths by Predator's Gold um, in, in a maiden hurdle in Punchestown over, over a similar trip. And I know Predator's Gold is a horse you really like, so... Um, he's 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 a definite he's a certainty really like because I look at Dara's other rides and I he's the only one that that's that's nailed on to be honest um so he's he's definitely going to win. Yeah, and one that I like then in the second race actually the EBF auction maiden hurdle is uh the other Mozzie uh stepping into maiden hurdle company uh for the first time had some nice farm in bumpers um particularly when you're going back looking at Tipperary. Uh, in May of this year was bet 14 lengths by what's up darling uh, but the form of that race has worked out the form of his second that Galway has really worked out too uh, that was back towards the start of the season in October uh, third and fourth in that race tactical affair and the graveyard bookie both came and won their maiden hurdle first time out uh, after that race so he'd be one that I'd like uh, in the EBF auction maiden hurdle. Now, albeit he is giving way to the field, but uh, I'd say he does have a bit of class and I'd excuse him his last race. Um, I, I don't think that was a fair running for the horse. Uh, then when we're looking at the 233 at Downright, it's probably, it's a hunter's chase, but it's probably their main race 
um on the card it's it's always a cracker like if you're going back there looking at previous years boss won it in 2022 darking cock 21 billaway um even go back further you've got gilgamboa fox rock on the fringe horses like that um it always attracts a very good field and like when you're going down looking at it this year we've got Burns, Loch, Ramillies, the Bosses Oscar, Vosley, a, a cracking race, Killian. Yeah, um, it's on the line as well. He was the champion hunter chase last year. Mm. So like the Savage Race, yeah, and the the the, the David Christie um Fox or uh, Hunter Chase program is alive and well. He's got plenty of them running there again. Ferns, Loch, Ramillies, Vosley, uh, Astaman. So um yeah, he he's still going strong after sort of blowing up last year. He came away with nothing. Um, mm. But yeah, the boss's Oscar is flying it in point to points. He's obviously high class horse when he was on on the track, especially over hurdles. Uh, Ramillas as well, very good horse. Um, so it's going to be an interesting race. Uh, interesting how they price it up, to be honest as well. It's a pity Sam Crow didn't actually run, which I suppose he's never going to run the boss's Oscar and Sam Crow. But um, I would like to see Sam Crow there. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it would have been nice. Uh, would have been nice, definitely, uh, to see him there. Killian, we look at entry then before we finish up. Uh, we've got a veterans chase at twelve thirty. Disappointing that there's only four runners there. Um, I always love these races, but uh, there's one there. Uh, Mac Totty. I'm not sure what price he'll be. He'd probably be towards the top of the betting. Um, but he loves entry. You now he particularly the Grand National fences. His two from three over them uh, has never run. Um, on any other on the Millmay course there. But uh, I'd say looking at it and looking at the other runners in the race, like top Phil Ben hasn't completed in his last two starts. Iblio hasn't run for two and a half years. Um, and then Riders on the Storm, again, possibly um, could put up a, a good performance. But Mac Totty uh, would be my pick there. Um, to be honest, I don't know if you have anything in that race, Killian, or will we move on? No, 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 definitely not. Um, and then we've got the grade one Talworth at 105. Um, I believe you quite like a horse in here, yeah. Uh, Far and Glory, I'd say, should take a bit of beating there, uh, to be honest. And like, I know probably the Royal Bond wasn't a, a, a real vintage renewal, but I just don't think there's anything stand out here to be honest, and like you have to really admire his attitude. I think he's going to be a better horse when he's up to trip as well, but this is very winnable, and it's 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 great great work from Gordon to identify it, because it, it looks a weak race, to be honest. Um, one at a bigger price than the French horse coming over, July Flower. Um, she's one that was on my radar last year. Um, I actually backed her in the in the bumper that Di Sardinos won, so she was she ran a couple of times in, in, and won a grade one uh, bumper the AQPS race over in Fontainebleau, uh, November 22, and went to Henry de Bromhead, only ever had one run for him, and that was when she was well beaten, but she was really well backed that day, and I think she, she'd been working really well as well, but um, she went back to France under the same owner, I, I don't know what his buzz is, but he's gone back to France, and her last run, she was second in a in a grade one in a toy, um, and... She was only beaten two and a half lengths there by by a one to two on shot and seems to have ran a really good race. And again, as I said, it's it's a winnable race. And coming over, Felix to Giles is going to take the ride. Uh, he's he's one of the top jockeys over in France, and she's about twelve to one shot. And like you easily see her coming and hitting, making the frame here. Um, but yeah, I'd say I I I hope Farron Glory wins. I like to see the Irish go over plunder grade ones. Okay. 
Uh, very good. Uh, that wraps it up, Killian. Just before we finish it off uh, completely, do you have two or three best bets for the 26th? Uh, there's a lot of good race in there. Um, I'll go first with one of my selections. I'm going to go Hermes Allen. He's about 11 to 4 there at the moment, I think, uh, for the Cot of Star Novices chase. And I think he'll take all the bean. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll go with. I go with Calaconte in the, the the juvenile grade two each way. Okay, okay. Um, and I give you one more. I go Clanshire River each way in the novice handicap hurdle, the one forty five at Leopardstown. Uh, a great chance. Yeah. Um, I'm just looking here. I'd probably go Farron Glory to be honest. Would you? Uh, yeah, I, I'd say it's, it's I'd say it's a bad race, and um, like he's bringing grade one form to the table. Doesn't matter how much you rate it, grade one form is there, and none of these lads have to get to his level in my eyes. And I, I don't know, will they? So I'm going to go with Farron Glory. He's 11 to 2. Okay. Yeah. Are you happy with two? I'd love to give one more. Oh, Jesus. Don't fucking do that to me. Search, you know, search for Glory. You don't have to. You don't have to. My gaffer, maybe, in Leopardstown, I think is is definitely better than, than his, his current mark. Yeah. And I go search for Glory. I think it's a very big price, yeah. 7 to 2. After what he did on similar ground in Cork, similar yeah. test of stamina, um, he should be well above uh, the rest of the field there. I reckon stellar story main danger, but Gordon second string and it doesn't have the form in the book to search for glory has. That wraps it up, Killian. Um, so this is for the 26th, obviously. There'll be a preview out for the 27th. Uh, probably when you're watching this, it'll be out as well. Uh, oh. so if you want to go and have a look at that, by all means do. But the very best of luck. Um, and I hope you all have a lucky day. Thank you. Thanks. It's Honey Sucker that Rachel Blackmore racing smooth and cure.